Welcome to New York Zen Center for Contemplative Cares podcast. This free podcast is made possible through your generosity. Please consider making a donation through our Ways to Give link on zencare.org. Here's a poem by Marie Howe. Speaking of the last time she saw her brother, before he died of AIDS. The last time we had dinner together in a restaurant with white tablecloths, he leaned forward. I took my two hands in his and said, I'm going to die soon. I want you to know that. And I said, I think I do know. And he said, What surprises me is that you don't know. And I said, I do. And he said, what? And I said, know that you're going to die. And he said, no, I mean that you are. What have you done with your life? How often do you ask yourself this question? What is the plan for the rest of your life? It's such a difficult question to answer if we're not actively engaged in a life beyond distraction, endlessly surfing the net, or social media, Sitting on the subway and in restaurants, we look around and almost everyone is on their iPhone, engaged in techno talk. Experiencing intimacy in cyberspace. We no longer sit to write letters to our family and friends picking up a pen, feeling the texture of the paper, folding it, putting it into an envelope, licking the stamp, taking it to the mailbox. Perhaps some of you here have never written a letter. The younger ones. I mean, a real letter on a piece of paper with a pen. God forbid it would be a fountain pen. (laughs) I remember when I was at school, we had to use fountain pens. And they weren't the the smart, you know, nice cased gold nib. It was like a wooden stick with a nib on the end and an inkwell on the desk. And it was almost impossible not to blot the paper. And every time you blotted the paper, for each blot on the paper, you'd get a smack across the knuckles. I think they made those nibs purposely like that for the the sadistic teachers. Taking the letter to the mailbox and then spending the days 
waiting for a reply. Remember the joy of receiving a birthday card or a Christmas card in the mail as opposed to a bunch of emoji, a slice of cake with a candle in it, a smiley face of balloons, signed, Happy B-Day from your BFF. <laughs> or even better yet, that paperless post thing that comes, you know, the envelope that looks like an old-fashioned envelope. Then you press the button, and it takes forever to open it. Right? If you ever had one of those paperless postings, and you, you press, it says, click here to view the invitation or the card or whatever. And then you're like sitting there like getting really impatient because it's taken a long time to load. I can't tell you how many of those. I've just said, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm not going. <laughs> if you can, send me a real invitation. I don't really need to be at your party. People are less likely to speak on the telephone today than they are to text messages back and forth. And oftentimes, it's a great way to get information that's really important and you need it immediately. And God forbid we should not answer immediately. I texted you 10 minutes ago. Where are you? Are you okay? I'm worried. Please text me back. Like, all that happens in the space of 20 minutes. <laughs> We're losing the value of hearing other people's voices. And when we actually meet face to face, you know, we've texted or tweeted or twatted, whatever it is. <laughs> And we finally get to meet up. Where are you? I'm on the corner. Which corner? 26 and 7. I'm on 26 and 7. I'm on the south side corner. Finally meet up. Hi, hi. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Walking towards the restaurant. How long is it before one of you starts checking? Just in case you've missed an important tweet. Or Instagram. the last person, the person, the last thing the person in that ambulance was doing. I have to admit, I love shopping on Amazon. I love checking in with my 500 closest friends on Facebook. I get home at night and there's this thing about Facebook. This voyeuristic thing, like looking at people's beef burgers that they had for lunch, or pictures of their cats. I'm guilty. I have the cutest cats in the whole world, and whenever they misbehave, I put a picture on Facebook. But it's really frightening. I've noticed that um, I once bought something on Facebook 
And suddenly I get all these, you know, when I go onto Facebook now, now this company, their little ad pops up, and then another ad pops up that's, you know, kind of aligned with that company. And you can't get rid of it. It's actually really frightening. So when do you sit? Hmm? When do you actually sit to reflect on the way you're living your life? To notice the world around you? When do you ask yourself, how can I serve the world? How can I be of service to others? We are less aware of the, rea the reality of our existence than when we were even 50 years ago. We are less aware of the reality of our existence than 50 years ago. Meaning, there is so much distraction in our lives that we don't even look to ourselves to notice who we are in the world to realize the truth we have to continually question who we are we have to understand that our thoughts determine our beliefs and without this realization we're subject to the whims of our conditioning Look what happened in Orlando. Fifty dead, maybe more, and as many in hospital wounded. We have to understand that our thoughts determine our beliefs. And without this realization, we're subject to the whims of our conditioning. I believe this to be the truth. All gay people should be killed. I believe this to be the truth. All Muslims should be exiled from this country. I believe this to be the truth. We need a wall to stop the Mexicans getting in. Where does that kind of thinking come from? Our conditioning. If we're not careful, we're watching CNN and believing it. <coughs> this is the truth. We're listening to certain politicians and believing them. Not being aware of the reality of our existence. Of our true nature. We weren't born into hatred. 
We're conditioned to hate. This practice of meditation, mindfulness, whatever practice we're in, is not easy. We know how difficult it is to maintain a practice 24-7. It's a lifelong journey. It's not something that we can... Although, actually, some people believe that we can download it on an app and uh, find samadhi And actually, it's a great tool for those of us who are unable to sit and be with ourselves, to have some guidance. I've certainly done a few app meditation apps. I think it's kind of weird to have my voice out there in cyberspace, but people want to listen to it and it actually does good, why not? It's not something I could do though. I really need to sit in silence. I don't want somebody clacking on my ear. But, you know, we all find a path. And the important thing is that we find the path. So I'm not denigrating downloading apps. I think it's weird, but if it works, it works. If it helps us to look inside ourselves, to see our conditioning, to notice how we don't serve the world. This is a poem by Antonio Machado. The wind one brilliant day called to my soul with an odor of jasmine. In return for the odor of my jasmine, I'd like all the odor of your roses. I have no roses. All the flowers in my garden are dead. Well then, I'll take the withered petals and the yellow leaves and the waters from the fountain. The wind left, and I wept. And I said to myself, what have you done with the garden that was entrusted to you? What have you done with your life? This life that was entrusted to you, this beautiful garden, what have you done with this planet? with this city? What have we done in Orlando? What have we done to all the beautiful gardens in the world? 
that were entrusted to us to take care of. I have no roses. All the flowers in my garden are dead. The wind left and I wept. And I said to myself, what have you done with the garden that's entrusted to you? This is your life, kids. Wake up. Notice what's happening. As one Buddha in my life said, Stop fucking around. This life is short. Take some responsibility. The last time we had dinner together in a restaurant with white tablecloths, he leaned forward and took my two hands in his and said, I'm going to die soon. I want you to know that. And I said, I think I do know. And he said, what surprises me is that you don't. And I said, I do. And he said, what? And I said, know that you're going to die. And he said, no. I mean, know that you are. Each evening in this center, when we have sitting, and Zen centers across the world, we end, to, we end the day with the evening gatha. Chanting how important this life is. How important it is to realize that this may be the last day we have. As I think about all those poor innocent people in that club in Orlando. I wonder how many of them thought it would be their last day on this planet. We just never know. Please, wake up to your life. 